Hey guys, welcome back to Starring Milan, the podcast. This is, this is season three, episode 19. I don't know why I am stuttering all over myself. Um, if you are new here, welcome. Um, there is an audio version to this podcast. Uh, you can go to most podcast apps and just search at Starring Milana. And if you're listening on a podcast app, uh, there is a visual to this. Visit youtube.com forward slash Starring Milana. Make sure to like, subscribe, give this video a thumbs up and all the goods. What am I stuttering? I am stuttering all over myself I don't know what's wrong with me today okay um so yeah another thing if you're new here there's three segments the first one is called BTS where we recap my past week the second one is called Talkworthy, where we pick a few things going on in the media and we try to offer uh, a new or different perspective and the third segment is called dropping gems where we pick a topic of the week and we drop a few gems so um let's get into it BTS behind the scenes um Let's see. Uh, it is Monday, which means tomorrow's Tuesday, which means I get my dog's bags. My sister and I, we have this kind of like a 50-50 equal custody agreement with the dogs. So one of the dogs is mine, Popcorn, and one of the dogs, Miley, is hers. But they they don't like being separated. So what we do is um, she was with my parents, so her and the, my parents get the dogs for four days, and um, my boyfriend and I get the dogs for three days, so that's kind of the custody agreement for now. I just let her have them, because she, you know, if I, if I took them for four days, she'll be really sad about it and not even let me have Miley. She'll just keep Miley and, and give me my dog, so this is kind of the best agreement that we worked out, so I get them Tuesday through Friday, and she gets them sad Friday through Tuesday. Um, so I'm excited to get those little chicken McNuggets back. What else? So I got a juicer since the last time we were here. Um, you know, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm hating the cleaning. It's really rough to clean the juicers. I also, so because of that, I try not to juice every day. So, but I want to drink juice every day. So what I do is I make enough, um, for maybe two days or sometimes three um I know that it's better to drink fresh juice on the first day but I just like can't even imagine trying to clean a juicer every single day it's just too much for me so the next best thing for me is to um juice and pour the leftovers into mason jars and just drink it the next few days I've also been making so here's here's the the three things that I've made so far that I'm really enjoying um the first is lemon ginger cayenne shots. Those are my favorite. I used to buy those all the time. And I was like, let me just try to make them. So I've been making those. I drink them every day. And I bought these like little Amazon bottles to pour them in like the little shot bottles. Um, they're four ounce bottles and I keep them in the fridge. And then the second thing that I've been making, which I really enjoy, um, is carrot juice with a hint of turmeric and turmeric root and a hint of ginger root um and then I kind of sprinkle some cayenne in there and pour it over ice and I actually really really enjoy it if I don't pour it over ice I just it's really hard for me to drink straight up carrot juice I have to tell you um and then the third juice that I've been making is a green juice so there's kale cucumber spinach um and celery in it that's also pretty good um yeah and that's my experience so far with the juice you know maybe I wasn't feeling well because I started juicing last week and my body just wasn't used to it. I don't know, like it's something new and I was doing it every single day. I think maybe my body just reacted to all of the juice. Who knows? Um, 
my book club so we finished the jessica simpson book um really 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 i've said this like many times recommend the book if you you know have nothing to read and are interested the thing is like I can't sit here and say I was the biggest Jessica Simpson fan growing up because I wasn't. I, I, you know, knew a couple of her songs. Now that I went back and listened to more of her songs, I'm like, oh, that was her. I like that song. Oh, that was her. Like, you forget. But it's not like I was her number one fan, to tell you the truth. So when I was reading this book, I just, I don't know, I really enjoyed it because you learn a lot about the industry. You learn a lot about her, just relationships in general, faith, um, all of the things I think that addiction um so yeah I really enjoyed it I'm not gonna give too much just a couple of you know um spoilers oh by the way I would love Britney Spears to write a book I think her book would be so interesting because she really went through it and a lot of it was public like I feel like Jessica Simpson yeah a lot of it was public but there's so much that we didn't know like we didn't know the depth of her relationship with John Mayer we didn't really know about her um addiction there's just so we didn't know how well, maybe people knew how she met her husband. I didn't know, but there's just so much there. Um, and I think that with Britney Spears, it would be nice because we knew so much to kind of have her side of the story because I feel like we don't really know her side of the story. So it'd be cool if she wrote a book. Um, but yeah, back to Jess. Um, first of all, again, I didn't know she had an addiction. And also, I didn't know how bad it was. Like she was taking an upper and then alcohol and then an ambience to sleep. Like her liver was not having it. Her doctor, she was supposed to have a surgery at one point, um, like a tummy tuck. And her doctor was like, if you have the surgery, you might die. Like I don't like your liver levels. So it's really crazy. Um, <clears throat> and the other thing is, it's crazy how her and her husband met. It's kind of like an unlikely story. You know, this guy who's from the East Coast who happened to go, I think it was like an orientation or something um, for business school and met this guy named Matt that was, you know, living in LA. And then her husband moved to LA, was living to LA at the time. And Matt, who he had met, met one time, invited him out. They go out and one of the guys that was there for guys night brought their girlfriend. And this girlfriend was like, hey, you guys want to go to Jessica Simpson's house? And like they all went and that's how her and her husband met. So it's just really crazy that this one, this guy they met one time, um, he met one time ended up basically the way, you know, it was the road to meeting Jessica Simpson. Um, so that was really, really interesting. I also didn't know that John Mayer was the ultimate fuckboy. Like you hear a lot of things about him in the media or at least you used to hear, but like you really just don't know how bad it is until you hear someone who had this like relationship with him and their story is just insane. Um, but I think that her life in general was just like a series of miracles, you know, from her pregnancies to her clothing line to her uh, relationships with people. Just everything was a series of miracles. She's truly blessed. And um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the book. The next book that we're reading, I think I said this last time, if you missed it, is Where the Crawdads Sing. We're going to start it this week. Um, if you want to join the book club, I mean, we've already started, but it's not too late. You can just DM me, get the book, and then catch catch up. I'm really excited to read that book as well. Speaking of books, last year I read The Woman in the Window in the book club, and we all loved the book so much. We were really excited for the movie to come out. It was supposed to come out May 15th, and now I don't think it's coming out. There's no word. There's no update. Um, I don't know if anyone knows anything. Please let me know. I Googled it. I couldn't find anything. There's, that doesn't say at all when it would be released. I have a feeling they're going to push it back until like summertime, which is really unfortunate. I was really excited to watch that movie. Um, let's move on to TV, shall we? I 
have, if you guys been listening, been watching a lot of television whilst on quarantine. Um, I have binged, you know, Vanderpump Rules, um, Housewives of Potomac. I mean, everything. I binged everything. I was watching an episode of Teen Mom. I love Teen Mom. I love Teen Mom OG, Teen Mom 2, whatever. So I was watching an episode of Teen Mom and one of the <sighs> moms on the show, I don't remember what her name is. She's new. Mackenzie. She was, they went to eat sushi and she was eating sushi with a fork. Guys, I have never cringed harder in my life. I know that not everyone knows how to use chopsticks, but like at that point, at least just use your hands. I mean, sticking a fork into sushi, I feel like it doesn't even taste the same. Like, how do you eat sushi? It was just like, it, it, she just like smushed the fork into the middle of the sushi. I was like, ah, I screamed. I don't know why. But yeah, just eat it with your hands if you don't know how to use chopsticks. Um, let's see. Okay, so I finished Vanderpump Rules. And I actually am really happy that I did. You know, it kind of, I said this last time, it gave me like the Hills vibes, but a little less scripted, a little better. I just think that Bravo does a better job with reality TV than most networks. Um, so I really, really liked it. I know this is going to be a little reach but it is kind of like uh, a modern day friends for me I mean nothing is gonna take away from friends you guys know it's my favorite show but it just made me feel like there's these groups of people these these this is a group of people who are all friends who've dated who and you're kind of watching their lives life from season one to season eight and like getting jobs and growing up and getting married and it was it's really interesting I I like it. They also make a lot of references to Friends. The whole cast and really watches Friends and enjoys it. And, you know, they they make little jokes and they have, um, like, they all have the, the Friends thing frame around their door that Monica had in her apartment. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the show. I think that... Um, it's hilarious that in this new season, Carly Bible's ex-boyfriend, Brett Cap is on the show. I mean, who would have thought, like, from New Jersey, he would come to LA and just be on Vanderpump Rules? really interesting really weird seeing him from youtube to i don't know the bravo is just crazy but um you know i think that the show has kind of become two shows in my opinion i think that you have the og cast um they're you know they've been on from season one and then you have the new people who are currently working at sir and i just think that they're trying kind of pretty hard to make it seem like you know they all are friends or hang out or interact or trying to kind of mesh their lives and in my opinion it doesn't really mesh so I think it would be kind of cool if there was just like you know the OGs of the Vanderpump Rules and then like the new people that work at Sir. um and maybe there's a little bit of crossover I don't know it might be too complicated maybe there's not really a show there for newcomers but I I don't know I really like the show and you know I hope that it continues to air um this, by the way, the next thing I'm about to say is I have to stop watching reality shows because I get into, I can't stop watching it. It's not like I'm addicted to it. It's kind of like when you start something, you just want to know the end, whether it's really good or really bad. You just like need to know the end. I'm one of those people who just needs to know what's going to happen. So I started watching Southern Charm. Um, I, you know, it was recommended to me. I heard it was pretty good. I like it I mean the first season to me was a little boring but I think it's really interesting the show in general the characters are interesting so I know it'll get better like it's just so trippy to me I'm really interested in like the south okay I think I find the south very fascinating and um it's just crazy to me how these people that are in the show have so much 
like there's so much history with their family. I mean, like one of the cast members' family has like a name, a town named after them. Another one has a bridge named after them. Another one was, you know, the state treasurer and then got, you know, went to jail because he had too much cocaine on him. I mean, it's just like really, in, the cast is really interesting. And I think season two is going to be better. I just finished season one and most shows the first season is really boring like it's you know like I I mean I thought like Real Housewives of Atlanta the first season was kind of boring you know most shows I think season one is pretty much a snooze fest but once you get past season one and the cast really like gets into their groove then you kind of have an idea of how good the show will be so I'm excited to start season two I think it'll be way better um I'm still watching The Last Dance the uh documentary on ESPN about the Bulls I'm I think on episode three so I don't want to say too much I don't really have much to say the only thing that I will say is when I was watching I got a little sad you know I was thinking about how we're watching this uh docuseries about this championship team and Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and it just made me realize like we're never gonna get and, and, you know, Scotty's in it, Michael's in it, and all the players and coaches. And I'm like, damn, we're never going to get one of these with, like, Kobe in 10 years, you know? And it made me really, really sad and just, like, I still can't believe he's gone. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, then I watched the Becoming documentary on Netflix with the Michelle Obama. So I read the book last year in January, and I recommend it to any and everybody. It is an amazing amazing um book she she can remember so much from her childhood um it's just so much of her story and and their story her and Barack that like I feel like we didn't really get to hear because they were just so poised and humble and just really kept to themselves and really focused on you know politics and their job they didn't get too personal so reading the book um really opened up my eyes to what was going on behind the scenes and so you know she went on this book tour and they documented it and it is on Netflix and I'm, I really enjoyed it I'm actually gonna talk um I was inspired by something so I'll get into it during dropping gems but um really also recommend that and of course the highlight of my week is that Real Housewives of New York and Beverly Hills I um I forgot how good New York was when I started watching the Housewives franchise I watched New York first. I binged it and it was last spring and I haven't seen an episode since last spring. It's been a year. And so then I watched Dallas, I watched Beverly Hills, I watched OC, I watched Potomac um, and I watched Atlanta. And, you know, I did say that I think Atlanta was the best and I and I do, I, but I also think New York is up there. I think that they are the two best franchises. I just forgot how funny they were. I've never laughed so much. Like I laugh every other minute. They're so funny to me. Um... Sonia Morgan's fashion show, I fucking can't. I don't, I fucking cannot. Um, shit show always and forever, and that's why you just have to love her. Um, Beverly Hills, you know, I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about Sutton, the new housewife. Um, she's not my type of gal with all of the couture, couture, blah, blah, blah. But I will say that I think the show needed someone like her who's a little like uppity, you know, especially with Lisa Vanderpump being gone. Um, she's very proper. I think that the show needed someone like her. So I, I'm I'm happy she's on the cast. And Garcelle is like all of us. The fact that she sent, when she found out her ex-husband was having an affair and she sent an email to everyone that works at CAA because he was a talent agent that worked at CAA. And she, you know, wrote this email about him having an affair for five years, told all of his coworkers, all of his bosses. Then it leaked to the media. I mean, that is like every 
woman, every scorn woman. That's hilarious to me. Um, so I'm really feeling her right now. I think the next few things that I'm going to watch after Southern Charm is I really want to finish some of the shows that I haven't finished. So like The Crown, I haven't seen the latest season. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, haven't seen the latest season. Um, someone said All American was good. It's a scripted series. Should I watch it? Please DM me and let me know. And I'm really excited for HBO Max to to come out like I can't wait because I can now watch Friends um I hate going to sleep without watching an episode of Friends it just brings me so much joy so I can't wait till I have access to that um so I want to finish off the BTS segment by, by saying happy nurses week my mom and my sister are both registered nurses and you know I have a lot of respect for um nurses and I just want to say thank you for all that you do speaking of nurses I want to kind of promote this GoFundMe account I will put the link in my podcast description um and in the YouTube description below but my sister has a co-worker whose father passed from COVID and she's just trying to take some of the burden off of her because she's you know the only one and she wants to help her with the funeral um funds so if you guys can go ahead and donate and and you know whatever you can everything everything and anything helps i'll um make sure to link that out below uh and that's it for bts all right so let's get into the talk worthy segment um as i've been saying the past couple of weeks there has not been too much going on in the media everything is really just kind of pandemic and coronavirus related so um you know this segment has been shorter than usual but let's just talk about a couple of things so uh in california we are in currently in phase one um and that means that clothing stores bookstores floors sporting goods some warehouses and manufacturing and logistics um centers are open i don't know if i even said that right but um you know I just think that some people were like, why would clothing stores open for curbside pickup and, you know, all these bookstores, we can just order online. And that's true. However, I do think that, you know, now some people can go back to work at least into the stores physically and they can pack some of the items that people are purchasing and they can box them up and they can, you know, give it to you at curbside. So it's going to kind of create some work for people who have been sitting at home, um, so that, I think that's good. I just feel like this is going to be our new normal. I think we're going to be walking around in masks for a while. Like even when everything opens, I think people still would be in masks um, and gloves and grocery stores and uh, most, clo- most clothing stores and places like that. I don't know about restaurants, but I think people will be wearing masks and gloves for a while. I hate the masks. I hate them. I think it's so awkward. You can't see people's expressions. Um, Besides that, I go running and I'm wearing the mask and I'm just sweating and I can't breathe. And it's honestly the worst thing in the world. Makes me not even want to go outside and run. Um, So maybe I just start running around my my living room. My gym and my building is closed, you know. So I'm just trying to run outside in areas where there's not really a lot of people out. and yeah, it's been hard with this mask. So I just can't wait until that's over. Um, and I can't wait to get my eyebrows done. But, you know, again, even if we were out tomorrow, I am not going to go out until the first group of people go out and do their thing. I'm going to wait at least like two weeks. So hopefully uh, we can get this over with safely and carefully soon. Um, next thing, this might be the craziest thing that I have read this week. So apparently... Um, 
Georgia is no longer requiring road tests to obtain a driver's license during the viral pandemic. According to CNN, when the, when the coronavirus hit the U.S., Georgia decided to combat the backlog of thousands of road test requests from teen drivers by stripping away the mandatory road tests needed to obtain a state driver's license. Fast forward a few weeks and almost 20,000 Georgia teens are now licensed to drive in the state without ever actually being tested about about their physical skills behind the wheel. Um, dare I say it? You know, uh, this is something that happens in Florida. I am surprised, Georgia. There's going to be 20,000 teens on the road that have not passed a driving test. That is scary, and I think it's dumb. I think the better approach to be would have been to maybe give some people more jobs, maybe train some staff, um, and have them do the, you know, behind the wheels test when, you know, we opened up again, instead of being like, oh man, when we open, there's going to be so many people trying to take the test. So let's just give them all license like that. I don't think that was the right approach to me. It's definitely not safe. I think they should have just trained more people, given more people jobs at the DMV and just did the tests how they usually would do them instead of this. This is insane to me. Um, Another story that I saw this week is Barack and Michelle Obama are holding a virtual commencement ceremony for the class of 2020. So I think that means middle school, high school, college, graduate school, you know, wherever and wherever you graduated from, they just want to celebrate this milestone with you because obviously, you know, the class of 2020 is not getting a graduation due to the pandemic. Um, They have speakers and appearances. Actually, I wonder if people will perform. Um, You know, first of all, they're incredible for doing this. Second, it just kind of like makes me so sad thinking about everyone who won't be able to graduate and who are missing out on like senior activities. I loved high school. High school was one of the best parts of my life, I have to say. Might be kind of sad, but I just really enjoyed it. I was with my friends every day. I got to do the things I loved. I, you know, cheered and I danced and I um, volunteered. It was just everything that... I, I wanted it to be high school was everything that I thought it would be and it was everything that I wanted it to be for me so it just makes me so sad that people won't get to celebrate their prom or you know go to senior night or walk across the stage um what, what's also sad to me is like the college students that are first generation graduates that makes me really sad you know I think a lot of especially immigrant parents sacrificed a lot to come to this country to see their kids walk across the stage and you know not being able to have that opportunity is really devastating but I think that you know Barack and Michelle Obama doing this virtual commencement is so beautiful of them because now these kids who are obviously devastated but can now share their 2020 um commencement graduation their ceremony with the obamas i mean how many people can say that you know it'll definitely be one for the book so i guess that's the silver lining in that situation you guys i don't know too much about the story i read a little bit i think it's still developing but um Earl Thomas, the NFL player, and his wife, Nina Thomas, have been in the news. I guess um, they got into a fight and he left the house and then she found out that he was in an Airbnb and she got her friends and pulled up to the Airbnb to find, or a hotel, I don't know, to find him and his brother in bed with two naked women. So he was having an affair. Um, 
and I guess she she was pointing a gun to his head and she was like chasing the other girls there with a knife. I don't really know the full story. But, you know, I will say this. This is kind of like the Yaya Mayweather thing because Nina Thomas got arrested. Um, I will say this, like, you just cannot by any circumstance let people see you sweat like this like you have to be able to maintain your composure i know it's easier said than done i have been a victim of doing some crazy shit too but at some point you know you just can't let people get the best of you especially when you have a lot to lose like her she has three kids so that is really unfortunate the fact that she got arrested and charged with i think it was like burglary because she came into the house um yeah and and attempted assault I don't even know it's just really unfortunate and sad and it's all his fault I mean you get I guess you can't put the blame on him no one put the gun in her hand and you know told her to go and threaten his life and this Airbnb like that was definitely a decision she made herself but I just do think that you know it is it is unfortunate and I think that um people are going to disappoint you in life but you know it's it's what you do how you decide to um react in those moments is what's really important um so yeah I just wish the best for that situation because there are three kids involved oh man um and then the last thing that I'm going to talk about for today's talk worthy is really just another sad much sadder and unfortunate story um I want to say rest in peace Ahmad Arbery so he was a 25 well now 26 year old because his birthday was on Friday um a 26 year old black male who was shot on February 23rd while jogging outside in um southern Georgia so the two men that you know were involved in this and shot him were a father and son and they are um white so first of all there's just so many things about the story that really really um just really really just upset me the man who shot him was a 64 year old retired police officer and his adult son i think his son is like 34 um and their neighbor recorded it Uh, allegedly they saw him jogging and they got their weapons and pursued him because they thought that he was a suspected local he was a suspect of a local burglary and this is a quote from a usa today article the glenn county police department said thursday that it had no reports involving burglaries or home break-ins in the satilla shores neighborhood between january 1st to january 23rd so i don't think their story uh is accurate obviously um and then i saw this quote also the Georgia Bureau of Investigation on Thursday night announced the arrest of Gregory and Travis McMichael and the shooting death of Ahmad Arbery following a storm of public outcry after videos of Arbery's death was made public. So here's just a few things that really fucking, fucking pissed me off. First of all, motherfucker, who do you think you are to shoot someone down just because they might have been a suspect of a local burglary? Like, who no we don't you call the police even though you're a a retired policeman we don't just shoot people down or tackle them or try to uh i don't know arrest them ourselves what the fuck is that there's so many things wrong with the story i don't even know what to say it's heartbreaking we hear stories like this every day you know uh especially with police and black men and brown men and it's black women and it's really really unfortunate but the fact that you know this man wasn't even pulled over by a police officer i mean he was just jogging on a 
I don't know, on February 23rd on in broad daylight, just working out and was shot by two people for no apparent reason. I mean, actually, the reason is probably fucking racism. I don't know why they did that. Um, I just don't know when this shit's going to stop. Every time, you know, you hear a story like this, it kind of just makes you feel more defeated. Um, you know, I, I, I do think that social media is powerful and it's great and um you know people signing petitions and you know forcing police to arrest these men that's great but why the fuck are we waiting you know two months three months for people to be arrested for um, a murder that they committed when the police should have been doing the proper investigations in the first place is it because he's an ex-cop that you know murdered him is it because they're white and the and the victim was black obviously obviously because if this was a white man shot in broad daylight while he was jogging this would be a completely different story and it would be it would have been handled properly and you know, immediately. So I don't know. This is, there's so many things wrong with the story to me, but I just want to say, you know, rest in peace. And, um, I'm sorry that you have to be, you know, another name on a list of people who, uh, are victims of just straight up fucking racism and racial profiling. And it's really, really fucking unfortunate, especially for his family who now mourns, you know, his life. He was only 26. He had so much to live. He's younger than me. I can't even, can't even imagine. Um, yeah, so I hope that those those two are put to jail for the rest of their life, as they should be. <sighs> and that is a, about it for the Talkworthy segment. So I had um, a topic planned for Dropping Gems up until last night, actually. And I'm, I decided to change the topic, and I don't really have a topic. Honestly, it's just kind of like a conversation that I was having with myself in my head and I just wanted to talk about it on this podcast. I, I don't know, you know, who needs to hear it or, or why I just felt like getting it off my chest. So um, I was watching the Michelle Obama documentary yesterday and, you know, I was, you, you, you hear her say, you know, this line, I think it was something along the lines of like when Barack Obama was in an office and people heard him speak, they walked out of the room uh, feeling hopeful and they felt like uh, together, no matter what background, gender, race you were, you just felt like we were in this together. There was hope, right? Um, and that was really the feel that we got uh, through the eight years that he was president. And that just made me think about where we are now in this era. And I just got really, really sad. I don't know if it was because my period is coming, you know, hormones, but it just really, you know, got me thinking about where we are in society today and how we went from feeling, you know, as one proud group of people, one proud country to feeling so divided. Um, I was walking this week in the street and you know living in Los Angeles you don't really see a lot of Trump supporters you know there I'm sure there are some amongst us but they're quiet they don't you know walk around with the hat on they don't have the stickers on their cars they don't have the signs on their lawns so you don't really know who they are they're they're quiet um and I was walking in my neighborhood and I saw this pickup truck drive by and it and you know he was at a stops at a red light and I was walking towards him and I see that he has a you know Trump 2020 flag on his car and I'm just standing there I'm just giving him 
the dirtiest looks I have ever given anyone. I'm just like in utter disgust with him. You know, all of these things come to my mind. I instantly start judging him in my head and the kind of person that he is just because he has this flag in his car and I didn't even think anything of it I was just like disgusted with him moved on with my week and then when I watched this documentary yesterday and I started to think about you know where we were and where we are now where we are so divided um we can't agree on anything I started thinking about you know the other side I didn't even care what this guy's story was. I didn't even care if that car belonged to his dad and maybe he's not a Trump supporter I, or his mom or whoever. I didn't think anything about that. I instantly just just felt like I knew everything about him just because he had a flag on his car. And, and it just, looking back at it, makes me sad that I don't even, you know, I think not even me, but I think most people just reach this, this point where we're, we're kind of we're so divided to to the degree that we don't even want to hear what the other side has to say we're just so kind of like disgusted and 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 don't care about people's opinions who are on you know opposite sides of the political aligned than us and that is just so crazy to me because even before Obama was president I think most people um, were open to friendly debate or conversations or just hearing what other people had to say and then during Obama obviously people felt you know the country I think felt a little more united and now we are just so divided that we are completely I don't know just like turning our heads to a group of people and this goes both ways you know conservatives and republicans and they just don't you know really want to even hear what democrats or liberals have to say there's no conversation to be had you're wrong and then the same thing on this side you know we we're like oh you're a what you support trump how could you this says you voting for trump says everything about tells me everything about you and it doesn't and it's it's not fair right um but it just it just shows how divided we are and and again I think we're all a little bit guilty of it you know before I was able to have a friendly debate or a conversation but um after the 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 chance at his rally where they were saying send her back send her back because she's an immigrant I'm an immigrant and that hit me so hard that after that um after that rally and after you know him standing there in silence and letting his crowd kind of say these words that honestly hold a lot of value um, and they hold a lot of pain for people so hearing his crowd say these things I'm watching this on tv being an immigrant myself I automatically was like that was the last straw for me and that meant to me like if you even voted for this person or you're going to sit here vote for him in the future or you want to sit here and talk about politics to me and you're going to side with him. I don't even care about what you have to say because I felt so affected by uh, what he represented in that moment. So, you know, and, and that was kind of like my last straw. But yeah, I mean, I think that because the country is so divided, it does have a lot to do with both sides. We don't want to, we don't care and we don't want to hear what anyone has to say. And it's just so crazy to me. I think that you know, we should be proud of, you know, this country that we live in. America is a great country with all of its faults. Um, it really still is 
the best place to live, I have to say. You know, I did live in, I lived in Russia, and I, even though I was young, I lived in Russia, and I, you know, I visit Armenia a lot, and I understand the politics going on in those countries, and I understand the politics going on in most countries, and again, America, with all of its faults, is probably one of the best places to live, and, you know, I am proud to be an American citizen, and um, live in this country, and, you know, my parents are proud, and, the reality is that, you know, we don't always feel that way. And it's unfortunate, you know, we should be disagreeing about, you know, maybe maybe things that are like the way the you know, country spends their taxes or this or that, but just fundamental, you know, like respect for humans, which I just don't believe one side has for the other. You know, that's kind of, I think, where we feel divided. Um I think, you know, we thought that people kind of like this, this racism and um, homophobia and everything kind of just, you know, it was, was at, you know, we thought that we were past that era with Obama. Um, but, you know, realistically, obviously, we weren't. I don't really know, you know, where I'm going with this. I just have to say that, like, me as a person, you know, crossing the street and giving this guy the dirtiest looks I've ever given anyone in my life. I have never given anyone these looks. Me walking by and giving him these dirty looks, you know, looking back at it now, like, yeah, I could be part of the problem. You know, I'm not, you know, I didn't give him, even though I didn't know him and we're not going to have a conversation, but just thinking about if he was standing in front of me and he was someone I knew and like just giving him the opportunity to even, in, you know, indulge in this conversation of, of politics and, you know, voting for Trump or voting for whoever, I wouldn't have given him, you know, a minute of that conversation because I didn't, because I didn't think he deserved it. And I think that kind of stuff, you know, really does divide us even more. I think that when you fight hate with hate, you know, no, you're not going to, you're never going to win. You know, the answer is always to, um, you know, win with love and I think that the Obamas really did show us that during their you know eight years in office and like she said you know when they go low we go high and that's kind of how you have to carry on through through life um and yeah I don't I don't really know, know what the topic is I don't really know where uh I don't know how to wrap this up but that's kind of what I wanted to share with you guys and um yeah, that's it. That's the dropping gem segment of the um, week. Uh, let me know if any of this resonated with you. Um, you know, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to give this video a thumbs up. Uh, make sure to subscribe on the podcast apps. Uh, leave a rating and a review. And you can always follow me at Starry Milan on Instagram. DM me. I love to have conversations with you guys after you listen to an episode. But as always, thank you guys so much for listening. And I will see you guys next week.